Roll and I'll just feel something. Welcome to Rackhouse Ramblings Podcast. I'm Jeff, your host. Here I like to talk about bourbon and anything related to it. Sometimes I talk about life experiences. Sometimes I talk about adventures I've had. Sometimes I just talk about things I'm interested in. But you know what? Every time I talk from the heart. I'm a firefighter. I'm a craftsman. I'm an avid outdoors person. And I'm a lover of all things handcrafted. Thanks for taking time to listen. I'll do my best to make it worth your while. Rackhouse Ramblings is on the air. There you go. This is episode 40. I'm officially calling it my third season. That's right, my third season. <laughs> what do you guys think of that introduction? So I kind of uh, uh, thought that up. I went to a leadership class the other day, and one of the things I took away was um, the idea to have a purpose. You know what? It sounds really simple, but I liked it. Have a purpose. And I applied it to this podcast. What's the reason for doing it? Why do I talk about things I talk about? Why do I do the things I do? So uh, I kind of wanted to talk about, like state that right up front, right? When you listen to the podcast, here's what I'm here to talk about. Me, my life, what we do, some bourbon. There you go. So I kind of like it. I'm going to keep that intro. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'll keep it around until I change it or whatever, right? I liked it. Kind of like the music in the background, too, the Vaughn Brothers. Uh, before we get too far into the podcast today, I want to do a shout-out. I got two really big listeners that I want to say thanks for listening to. They're both named Joe. Joe C. and Joe Alter. Joe C., my buddy out at Pittsfield Fire, and Joe Alter, Bill's wife, who I work with, Bill. Thank you guys both so very much for listening. I talked to Joe C. the other day, and we talked about, um, on my other podcast, uh, a few podcasts back, I talked about where I went camping, and sure enough, Joe was going up that way, was looking for a place to stay, and we talked about it, and I thought that was pretty cool. Thanks, Joe. And Joe Alter, you're on my list. I want you on my podcast, so stay tuned. So here we go. Anyway, uh, the leadership class I was at uh, over at Schoolcraft uh, Fire uh, Regional Training Center, it was taught by a really cool guy. He's a former Marine pilot named Silwan Green, and I think he did a great job. It was really cool. Made the day really interesting. I learned a lot. And the funny thing was, he has a podcast also. It's called Pilgrim's Odyssey. So I listened to his latest show, really liked it. Um, if you guys are interested in something inspirational, something with some attitude, some insight, something with uh, an opinion, right? We're not allowed to have opinions, but Siloan does, and I really like his. He's a veteran, has some insight, especially when it comes to this stuff in um, Afghanistan right now. He uh, kind of talks about it, and uh, I really liked it. So give it a give it a listen to uh, Pilgrim's Odyssey. His name's Siloan Green, really cool guy. So at Let's get right into it. Let's get into bourbon. I'm going to open a bottle I've had sitting on my shelf, believe it or not, for like a year now. And we're going to sample it. It's Evan Williams 1783 Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. You guys know I'm an Evan Williams fan if you've listened to Rackhouse Ramblings. I'm really big into their single barrel. So when I saw this small batch sitting on the, on the uh, shelf, I had to get it. And as with all the bourbons we sample here, I start out with their uh, webpage, evanwilliams.com. And the uh, 1783 is one of their expressions. Um, reading right from their, their uh, website says, Evan Williams 1783 small batch honors the year that Evan Williams founded Kentucky's first distillery. This small batch bourbon is pulled from less than 200 barrels. It's extra aged and uses the same sour mash process and traditional recipe made popular by our own namesake. So I'm going to pause right there. Um, there is no actual definition for a small batch, nothing legally anyway. So when they say less than 200 barrels, I think that's pretty cool. They're telling us what is their small batch. 
Um, any other one, you really don't get that kind of definition. It could be two barrels, could be 200, could be 2,000. They just call it small batch. So anyway, let's keep going. Uh, it's 90 proof. They're saying that the color is a brilliant honey. The nose is oaky vanilla, sauteed butter, and sweet corn. Huh. The taste is semi-sweet, oaky, and honeyed. And the finish is lean, off-dry, and regal. So I did uh, a little bit further and found some info on um, breakingbourbon.com. Uh, and looked up, because I wanted to know the mash bill, right? So the mash bill is 78% corn, 12% malted barley, and 10% rye. And this retails for $120 a bottle. So I kind of like that too. Um, he's calling the color as bronze. So that's called breakingbourbon.com. That's a good one if you want some information on anything. And what else do we have here? Evan Williams, 17. Oh, so then the other thing I compared it to was a... a regular Evan Williams, which has a 75, 13, and 12. That's 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% barley. So really not much difference from a normal Evan Williams, uh, the uh, inexpensive black bottle, right? Uh, it's 78% corn compared to 75, and then 12% uh, rye compared to 13, then 10% barley compared to 12. So there you go. It's very minimal difference from regular Evan Williams other than it's called a small batch. So... Um, I started looking at this, I'm thinking, oh, small batch, it's made by Heaven Hill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just for shits and giggles, I looked up on my shelf, and I have an Elijah Craig small batch, right? I said, oh, small batch, small batch. And I look at them, compare them to each other, and uh, Elijah Craig um, has the exact same mash bill. No shit, 78, 12, and 10. Side-by-side -side comparison. So what that tells you is they start out the same. And I'm going to assume they use the same yeast, and I'm going to assume they use the same barrel, same... Other, you know, so for all intents and purposes, it sounds like they start out going uh, down the same pathway in the same barrel, same mash bill. But I don't know, if, don't quote me on it about the yeast, but just for shits and giggles now, I went, uh, I was originally thinking of just drinking the uh, 1783, but now we're going to do a taste test. So both of these things, Evan Williams 1783 and Elijah Craig small batch, we're going to do a taste test and a comparison. So when I look at the two of them just side by side, the 1783 is more of a redder, more of a burgundy color. And the Elijah Craig is more of a straw, like a uh, yellowish color, right? Um, the other difference is the Elijah Craig is 94 proof and the 1783 is 86 proof. And I'll tell you another thing. The Evan Williams says it's called Evan Williams 1783, right? Well, if you hold up the Elijah Craig bottle and kind of um, formed in the bottle are the numbers 1789, so there you go. They're very, very, very similar. Neither of them really has an age statement. Apparently, the uh, Evan Williams 1783, when it first came out on the neck of the bottle, it said 10-year uh, aged. Now it just says number 10 brand. So here we go. Let's open them both. The uh, Elijah Craig was a gift from my buddy Phil at Christmas time. And so we have to say thanks to Phil and his wife, Megan. We'll open that one first. And anyone just starting out with uh, bourbon... Elijah Craig is one of the introductory bourbons um, to get you interested in uh, the whole bourbon scene. Uh, these tend to be popular gift bottles and things like that, and you can't go, ever go wrong with Elijah Craig. There we go. We're going to take probably about a half ounce of that. And now the Evan Williams 1783. This one looks a little bit tougher to open. Bear with me here. Let's see what we have here. And while we're doing that, it is hotter than shit outside this week. So I hope you guys are all staying cool. I'm 
right now broadcasting from the lower level of our uh, Northville headquarters. So one difference is the Elijah Craig is a uh, cork top and the Evan Williams is just a screw top. Oh, you guys can probably hear that, right? It sounds like a lot of glugs, but it's just like half an ounce, couple of spoonfuls. <laughs> sounds like I'm chugging the whole bottle. Let's see what we have here. First with the 1783. Oh, pretty smooth. Very smooth. I can definitely taste some, it sounds crazy, but like buttery almost, and vanilla with the uh, 1783. Let's try the Elijah Craig. Oh, very different taste. Okay, very different. I'm sure I've, I've done Elijah Craig on the show before, but it's been such a long time. Wow, so being the same mash bill, Two different tastes. To me, the Elijah Craig is more of a, uh, hmm, <laughs> like a nutmeg, like a uh, oaky taste. As with the Evan Williams is really, to me, that when it says buttery on there, I can, and buttery and vanilla really uh, both describe it for me. Wow. I can tell you for the price point, I would certainly try the 1783. If you see it on the shelf for under $20, I would uh, buy it and take it home and give it a try. They're both very, very good. Two good uh, Heaven Hill products. So glad we did this taste test between the two uh, small batch bottles. There we go. What else do we have to talk about? You know what? I got a couple other uh, segments in store. Stay right there. Rackhouse Ramblings. We'll be right back. Okay, Rackhouse Ramblings, episode 40 is back. Uh, big, big, big exciting news. Big news. Huge news. If you know me personally, you already know this news, but if you haven't seen me in a while, I'm starting a new project. It's an adventure van. You've probably seen these vans on the road like a, a, a Mercedes Sprinter or a uh, Dodge Promaster, and I have just recently purchased a Ford Transit. And so if you guys remember early in the year, I went uh, out west for an eight-day adventure. Ann and I rented one of those Sprinter camper vans. Well, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. So we're going to make one of my own. And after a long search, I found a Ford Transit 350 all-wheel drive. And it's funny. So uh, called the Ford dealer. He put one on order a few months, probably three months ago. And he tells me, good luck. It might be a while. Probably won't be this year. Not sure when it's coming in. There's some computer chip shortage, computer chip shortage, and things like that. So he didn't even ask for a deposit. Said, "I'll order it. You might hear from me. It'll be a long time." Anyway, so uh, I ran it by my son Jeff Jr. He's a mechanic at the Subaru dealership, and he tells his friends about it because uh, the the dealership he works at also owns a Ford dealer, right? And they kind of all laughed. They called it the said, "Oh, good. Tell your dad. Good luck. Uh, it's like the unicorn at the end of the rainbow. You know, the one standing next to the leprechaun and the treasure uh, pot of gold and blah blah blah." Well, I'll tell you what, I found one. My unicorn. <laughs> it was this, the color that I wanted. It was uh, I really wanted the 250 instead of the 350, but that's okay. And I wanted the shorter one, but this is a longer one, which is even better. I freaking love it. Uh, I, I, I had to go to Chicago to pick it up. Flew there in the morning, 
uh, bought it, drove it home that afternoon, and I absolutely love it. Uh, some Ford dealer in the Chicago area had a customer order it for the same purpose, to make a, uh, a uh, camper van out of it, and they canceled it. And it showed up on the internet. And the funny thing is, whenever a dealership receives a vehicle into their stock, it shows up on the internet as available, right? So every time I saw one, I email the dealer. Right away, they call me, oh, sorry, this one's taken. Can I order one for you? Well, probably did that, no shit, probably 10 or 12 times, to be honest with you. And everyone wanted to order. I said, nope, I'm just going to keep looking. Then thank you very much. Finally, one came through. So it worked out really good. Went there, bought it, drove it back. Absolutely love it. This thing is loaded with all kind of cool features. Um, it's all-wheel drive all the time, which reminds me of a Subaru. And that's one of the things I really like about it. It has really good, uh, if you're in the driver's seat, uh, your view, your vision, is really good. The windshield's nice and big. I can see all around. Has navigation system in it. Has uh, like the warnings on the side of the mirror to tell me if someone's next to me, which is really, really cool. And um, what else? Has good get up and go. It's V6, 10-speed transmission. So anyway, you guys are going to be hearing about it. I've been spending the last few days putting insulation in it. And then just this morning, I cut two holes in a nice, in a roof that was perfectly good. It was very scary. So I want the, the exhaust fan, like a vent fan. I wanted two of them because this van is pretty long. And so I had to cut two holes. And I was surprised at how thin the metal was and how easy it was to cut. I just used my jigsaw. I drilled a hole in the corners and jigsaw just like a piece of plywood. And it cut easier than plywood. Uh, so uh, I ordered a, a couple of these fans off Amazon and you put like this butyl tape and special caulk around it. And uh, the hardest part was like getting up on the roof. I thought I was going to fall through. So you had to step like a normal roof on a house where the joists are. This van has a uh, ceiling uh, joists and you had to kind of stand on those to keep from caving in the roof. So I did that this morning. Turned out great. Also um, ordered a lift kit. Going to be waiting for that to come in. Going to put just a two-inch lift. It should be pretty cool. And going with a little bit bigger tire, uh, wider stance, taller stance. Tire showed up today. Uh, so going to work on that. Stay tuned. You guys, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to throw a couple of pictures on Instagram, throw a couple of pictures of these uh, bourbon bottles on Instagram, and uh, stay tuned. I think you guys are going to like it. It's going to be a pretty cool van. So there you have it. Rackhouse Ramblings. We'll be right back with the uh, next segment. Stay right there. Here we go. Rackhouse Ramblings episode 40 is back. So uh, this segment, I wanted to talk about the show alone on the History Channel. Last Thursday was the season finale. And if you guys follow it like me and like Russ, uh, Clay Hayes won it. He is a guy that if you're on YouTube and you ever searched up bows or bow hunting or, or bow making, this guy's on there because he uh, hand makes bows out of wood. And puts on classes and things like that. And he won, defeating nine other players. Now, if you guys haven't watched Alone before, the idea is you get to pick 10 items to take with you. And they put you out in the woods. This is way up in northern Canada, grizzly bear country, cougars, wolves, all that sort of thing. And they usually do it in the fall. They drop you off when the fall weather is still nice and it changes into winter. So you have probably a week or two, maybe three, till the temperature drops. And uh, then a few more weeks, it turns to snow and gets cold and blah, blah, blah. But the idea is you get to pick 10 things. 
and think about it. So here's your tent, you know, are you going to, you're going to pick a sleeping bag, right? You're going to pick uh, probably a knife, an axe. You're probably going to pick a uh, Leatherman tool, uh, things like that. So each person, most of them pick the same thing with the exception of one or two items. So anyway, the season finale, they're down to three people. And uh, towards the end there, the doctors will come and check on you because you start to get um, malnourished. They start dropping weight. The one guy dropped 80 something pounds and was still in it. But uh, so the last episode, last Thursday, three people remaining, two of them were knocked out because of malnutrition. They weren't uh, eating enough. So the one individual was a gal from uh, England and she's a doctor and all kind of uh, old anthropology stuff and whatever, but she's been eating nothing but fruits and berries, or not fruits, but berries and roots and things like that. She got knocked out. The other guy that lost uh, 80 some pounds, was doing the same thing, eating wild onions. He got knocked out. The guy that won, Clay Hayes, actually shot a deer a few episodes back, was able to smoke it and dry it like deer jerky. Um, and then he had recently caught a fish. That was the only thing you could do is make a gill net, put your gill net in the water and catch salmon. And it sounds easy, but it doesn't go so easy. They are lucky if they catch one every third day or something like that. So it was enough to keep them in it, enough to keep them from getting... Uh, sent home. So I went online to look at the 10 items that the winning guy, Clay Hayes, took. So his item number one was a sleeping bag, of course. Item number two was a pot to cook in, like a, a Dutch oven pot. Item three was an axe, of course, to, to cut wood to make a shelter. Item four was a saw, which made it easier uh, to build a shelter. Item five was a multi-tool, like the Leatherman multi-tool, because that has a screwdriver, a knife, pair of pliers, things like that. Item six was bow and arrows. So you got to bring a recurve bow or a long bow, and I think it was six arrows. Uh, yeah, I think it was bow and six arrows. Item seven was a bundle of paracord. So that's rope and things to uh, tie things up and make things. Uh, item number eight, he brought us fishing line and hooks. So I want to say it was a spool of fishing line, and I want to, I don't remember how many hooks, three or four or six, something like that. His item number nine was snare wire to try and snare rabbits. But they also used the snare wire to help build the shelter at the corners of your shelter to wire together uh, logs, like a log cabin. And his item number 10 was called ferro rods. Ferro rods are those little sparking rods you use to make a fire. Extremely, extremely important that every single person has to have a way to start fire and ferro rods are what they all bring. So those are the 10 items. Imagine that you get dropped off, the clothes on your back, and these 10 items. That means you have to boil water. That means you have to make a shelter. That means you have to uh, find food, not just picking berries or nuts, things like that. You actually might have to snare a rabbit or snare other small game and then catch fish to right on the water uh, in this lake in Northern Canada. So there you go. One of the things I did know, if you're watching the show, somebody help me out here. I noticed he had a tarp for his shelter, and the tarp wasn't listed on his 10 things. Hmm. I'm going to dig into that for the next podcast. We'll see. Because everybody had a tarp, and when I went on the History Channel website, I didn't see anything listed about uh, a tarp on your 10 things or a tarp being given to you. So, hmm, stay tuned if you watch The Alone Show. Okay, before we wrap it up, I think that's about all I got for this week. Uh, today is Wednesday the 25th. Tonight at 9 p.m., I'm going to try and do a live podcast. If you guys are listening, uh, a few of us at the station were talking the other morning, and the guys were interested in doing like a little roundtable of firefighters. So if you are interested, first responder discussion, uh, open and free talk, <laughs> it's probably going to be it's a, an adults-only conversation. But tonight, 9 p.m., uh, 
Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to set it up, see how many of my uh, uh, fellow first responders I can get to call in or at least listen in. So uh, Podbean will probably, uh, I think it comes on as an alert on Podbean. So there you have it. Uh, some bourbon will be flowing. Some conversation will be flowing. I hope you guys listen. And if uh, if you're on there listening, it gives you the option to put in a comment. Put in a comment. I'm going to see on my screen when you listen. Um, shoot me a comment. Tell me what you think. Tell me what we can do better. Tell me what you didn't like. Uh, either way. And if you want to get on and on the air and talk, tell me that too, and I'll invite you in. So there you have it. Rackhouse Ramblings episode 40 is wrapping up. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye.